podcast. As always, I'm joined by Andrew. Andrew, how is it going today? It's going well, Josh. Very, very well. Yeah, excited to be on this episode. This one particularly because we're going to be going over some some good stuff today. Yep. So as always, before we dive into what's going to be the main subject matter, and today that is tracking conversions, uh, we have a little bit of small talk. So Andrew, are you excited about the new Dune movie coming out next month? I am. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Dune. Uh, like, you know, it hasn't been a huge movie for me or book, but um, the movie looks pretty cool. And I'm always interested in seeing something like that. I like sci-fi a lot. How about you? Oh yeah. I'm, I'm way too excited about it. I think um, I, I finished reading the first book because I saw the trailer for the movie and it's helmed by one of my favorite directors and Hans Zimmer is doing the score for it. And like internally, I'm like, man, this is going to be great. And then like right underneath that thought is please don't suck. Please don't be a bad movie. Um, so I finished the book and now I'm really looking forward to the movie. I just, I'm pretty sure it's going to have to be two movies because I don't know if they can fit all the subject matter into one, like a, like a game of Thrones season seven and eight kind of yeah. situation. So again, today we're going to be covering conversion tracking inside of Google ads. And um, I guess just to get, just to get started with things, Andrew, what exactly is conversion tracking in Google ads? I say exactly, but like what roughly is it inside of Google ads? Yeah, no, great question. So conversion tracking and, essentially is the ability that Google has given you to track something of meaning or, you know, a, a return on investment for your business. So this usually translates into two things for most of the customers that I work with, and it's going to be phone calls or lead, you know, form submissions. So both of those two actions are, we, we have the ability to track each one of those when they maybe click on an ad and uh, they go to a website, the user maybe clicks on the phone number on the website and that can be reflected back onto the Google ads account that you know either the business or either one of us are managing. So it reflects as a conversion on our end. So that's an actionable, um, thing that's valuable to the business. So that's usually the way that conversion tracking at a very <clears throat> kind of top level initially, that's that's how I like to explain it. It's anything that's going to deliver value to the business. Yeah. And that can actually, like you and I both use, I think a lot of the similar things. I also track form submissions and then phone calls. And that's phone calls that come directly from ads and then phone calls that can be reported from websites directly back into Google ads. But depending on what kind of business you're running, there's a lot of other options for tracking in there. Like you can, um, you can track purchases, uh, newsletter signups. I know you can track button clicks, which is something that I've really wanted to look more into, but 
if you like, if you get one person that's a button masher, it's going to mess up your metrics for like the whole rest of the month, even though Google ads can kind of eliminate some of those automatically by, by calling them repeats and then subtracting them from your total conversion counter. But you can also track things like app installs and um, it just, it just down to like a page visit also. So I think you nailed it definitely right there at the end though, is that it's a measurement of what's most important to an individual's business. It's, um, it's a KPI that you and I both measure and that should be measured by all businesses, but really the value of those conversions is the, the really important part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a really important piece. Uh, it kind of leads into our next question, which is, you know, why is conversion tracking important? Conversion tracking inside of Google ads, like I just mentioned, is it a, it's an important KPI to keep track of because it's a measure of performance inside of Google ads. So you're basically using that conversion action and the value that's tied to it to determine whether you're getting a positive return on ad spend or return on investment on your Google ads campaign. So if it's form submissions, how many of those form submissions have you gotten? And then what's the value of those? If you're a shoe company and you get 10 form submissions and the measure of your form submissions is that somebody bought a shoe for $50, well, take your revenue there, subtract the all the costs away from it, and then see what your profit is. If that's if it's a positive number, then yeah, you're netting a gain off of your ad spend. And that's a, that's a solid campaign, but you can't really determine that without knowing where it is that those conversions came from. And that's where tracking conversions inside of Google ads and really inside of any ad platform. Um, Facebook being, uh, being able to track at a, at like offline levels also, like mm -hmm. uh, having a specific URL for direct mail pieces or ads in magazines or anything like that, where people go to and then submit their information. Being able to track conversions is important for all marketing types, but for Google ads, it gives you a way more specific way to figure out what keywords are working best for you, what ads are working best for you, which ones are making conversions and which ones are making conversions that turn into ROI also. So it's, it's an important KPI for measuring performance, but to me, it's even more important for measuring return on ad spend. You can't do that without knowing where the conversions came from. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, conversion tracking is super important. It's one of the first things that um, I'll implement on any campaign that's being built out or being managed at all because it's, it's something that, you know, you can really, really see the return on ad spend when the conversion tracking is implemented correctly. And it's super important to get that stuff finalized at, at the very beginning, ideally, so that you can kind of see the, um, the effects that, that marketing efforts are having on, on the campaign. Because, you know, everything, if you're not tracking it, there's really no way short of literally speaking to the business owner or, or, or their acquisitions person or their, you know, their call center manager of actually knowing like, Hey, is, are, are, 
are these marketing efforts working? Because a lot of the times, even when you have conversion tracking implemented correctly, there's still always going to be some attrition when it comes to uh, tracking every single conversion that comes through. So yeah, super important. Yeah. Like people who, uh, who just see your ad and then type your URL in instead could be tracked as an organic conversion, even though they saw your ad instead of your organic website that pops up online. Exactly. So that's a good point too. Like conversion is, it's really like the best guesstimate that you can make, but there's still going to be a little bit of overlap between that and other marketing types, because people don't always take the exact action that you're looking for, even though it results in the exact action that you want. Yep, exactly. So you mentioned setting up conversions the right way, and that's exactly what I wanted to dive into next. So there's kind of two parts to setting up your conversions correctly. It's uh, how you set up your tracking codes on the website, and then what parameters you set inside of Google ads for measuring those conversions, like um, setting how many days the conversion is good for, whether it has a value or not. So for the conversions that you track, how, how do you set up that tracking code on your client websites? And then how do you set up the tracking code inside of Google ads? Yeah, no, great question, because that's kind of the next piece to the puzzle. Um, you know, on the, on the Google ad side of things, <clears throat> the first place that you would go to when, when setting up any conversions is going to be under the tools and settings icon inside of your account. So an, inside the user interface, um, you would go up to tools and settings, you would go to conversions, and then there's going to be a plus icon there. So when you don't have any conversions set up, it's just going to be kind of a blank page, you know, actually prompt you to set up conversions. And it's really important, like we mentioned, to set these up. The The way that you do this is by um, literally clicking on the plus icon and figuring out which things that we're going to be tracking. So the example that I'll give right now is something really simple, like, um, you know, maybe we want to track website conversions from a form submission. So the first thing that you would need to do short of what uh, Josh just mentioned, which is, you know, there's a lot of different kind of values that you can add to a conversion. You can literally put a dollar amount on how much that conversion is, is valued to you. So if a new customer acquisition is maybe 20 bucks, 15 or 50, it really can, you can put a value for each one of those conversions in there and you can set the different conversion windows and all, all this other stuff. But at the fundamental level, the, the things that need to get implemented and the only way you can really get these are on the Google ads platform is you would create the conversion. And then once that's done, you would get a global site tag that needs to be placed on the website. And then you would actually get the conversion. Uh, it's a piece of JavaScripting that is literally needs to go on the thank you page, for example, um, of the website that you're driving traffic to. So the first piece to the puzzle is is creating the conversion action and then uh, facilitating the code that's necessary to fire when when those conversions actually happen so that you can then uh, place them on your website. So there's two parts to it, and that's why the website piece of it is, is really important as well. Um, the same is necessary for tracking calls from the website. 
the one action that actually doesn't really require that much uh, code implementation on a website is the uh, calls from extension. So we want to track those as well, but it's not necessary to place code on the website because those are literally calls from somebody engaging in your advert and they are um, just engaging with a phone number. So they're not being delivered to a website. Therefore, that action can be tracked on the entirety of what Google has, has a view of. So uh, the first part of how, in, how to set that up is going to be literally going into your account tools and settings and creating the conversion action. And once that conversion action is done, you'll be uh, prompted with some code that needs to be implemented on the website. A big part of that is going to be the same for all advertisers. Like you have to, you have to set the universal tracking code on every page of your website. And normally in your website, there's a place in the settings section for you to place that it's it's going to be like tracking codes or site scripts or something like that and if i know for sure if you're on wordpress and you don't have that i use something that's uh i think it's called like header and footer control yeah. and um mm -hmm. you download that and then you can put all of your tracking scripts into there um i had a small problem with it maybe a month or two ago where i put my facebook tracking into there and it showed the Facebook tracking code at the top of the site, like just under the footer above the body text, instead of doing like it does with the Google ad script and actually putting it into the header. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I had to, I, I just updated it and it seemed to fix the issue just fine. So if you're running an older version of that and having a problem, like just update it and that'll work. But you know, the phone call thing is exactly the same as what I run where you, um, if you're tracking calls from ads directly, it's your, uh, click to call tracking and you just set it to track calls directly from ads. And so anytime somebody clicks on the phone number that's attached to your ads, um, I set mine for 60 seconds. If the call is longer than 60 seconds and it counts as a conversion, just because I, I tested it a few years ago with leaving myself a few voicemails and then looking at the average time of all voicemails that I received, yeah. it came down to like a minute and six seconds. So it seems like whether you're having a conversation or getting a voicemail, if it lasts about a minute, then you're, there's probably good information being, uh, being conveyed, like whether it's somebody leaving callback information or you having an actual conversation. Yeah, there's going to be the occasional robocall or people that are calling you about your car's extended warranty. Like there's no way around those people. They'll get right. you on Mars. The other way that I track calls is through call rail normally. I'm sure there's a few other integrations out there that work like with WordPress sites. Yeah, phone wagon but, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but most of the call tracking that my clients do is through CallRail and they have a direct integration with Google ads where the two of those two will talk to each other, yep. where, where both of them will communicate information back and forth. And it's the same thing. You set the parameters to be 60 seconds or longer for a phone call. And uh, that's going to show up in Google ads as an imported call. And those can count as conversions also. It's just kind of, um, it's almost retroactively, like it reports back in after the call is done, not as the call is taking place. Now I track form submissions also. And the way that 
I do that is the universal tracking code goes on every page of the website. And then if there's a form that I want a customer to fill out, I'll take the event tracking code that you were talking about, the much shorter one, and I put it on a thank you page. That way when the form is filled out, they're directed to a thank you page that only loads once the form is filled out. The reason that I've always preferred that over a button click is that if anything goes wrong with a button click and somebody presses it like two or three times before it loads, you could end up with two or three conversions and Google can mark those as like duplicate conversions and then report the correct number to you. But if there's enough space in there, like something's technically wrong with the website and maybe it's a couple of minutes between button presses, that can be counted as multiple conversions from the same individual. So for me, it's always been a lot safer to send people to a thank you page. That's for form submissions, for lead generation, for newsletter signups, for um, like signing up for pre-order, stuff like that. If you send them to a thank you page, then you for sure know that they filled out the form and made it through to the end of your process. When it comes to the parameters inside of Google Ads. When you're setting up this conversion tracking, you can set the parameters for kind of the length of time and how you want those leads tracked when you're setting up the conversion action. Normally, the first thing that I do is set a 30-day conversion action. And that's because when it gets down to um, how you measure the conversion, you're going to see options in there like first click, last click, time decay. I use time decay because if somebody clicks on an ad, let's say the first of the month, and they bounce from the page, but they come back on the 21st, and then they submit a form, the conversion will actually be split. So you'll have like uh, 0.5 of a conversion on the first and then 0.5 of a conversion on the 21st attached to two different keywords. So I know which two keywords caused the conversion, which one brought them in first, and then which one kind of completed the action. And that's valuable to me because if, if I just monitored first click, then the entire conversion would be tied to the first keyword that brought them over to the website in the first place. But if they clicked on another ad, you know, 21 days down the road, I'd like to know what keyword it is that they got matched with so that I can see which two search phrases they used in order to find that client. So I use time decay in a 30-day conversion window. If you were using something like first click, then you would really want a smaller conversion window because something longer isn't going to benefit you. You would want like a seven-day conversion window instead. Um, so for me, the time decay is way more effective. I've just found it to be a more accurate measure of keywords and phrases that create conversions versus first click. But if you're something like a, like a retail store, first click is probably more important because at that point they're inside of a funnel. And if they don't convert, then they might come back, you know, 180 days down the road, which would count as a conversion for some kind of retargeting campaign. So first click might be more important because you want to know what attracts people over and gets them to convert immediately and then exploit that. So I see a value in the type of conversions that I have set up, but there's a lot of other applications for using shorter windows 
and conversion actions that attribute those conversions to different clicks. And it's one of those things that you just need to really play with your conversion actions and see what it is that's going to work best for you inside of where you set those conversions up. Google has a lot of useful info in there that kind of goes into more detail on which conversion action measures what and then why it does that. But if you're looking for immediate conversion action, then you want something that's going to attribute that conversion much closer to the time of action. If you're looking for inaccurate measurement over time, then you want a wide window and something that monitors conversions at a longer range. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really important to think about those things when you're when you're setting up the conversion actions themselves. So uh, yeah, Josh brought up a lot of good points as far as um, you know, click through conversion windows, the, the actual time in which the conversion can be counted as um, something actionable that, that Google ad should get attribution for because it was, it was generated from an advert that was, um, you know, from, from marketing efforts. So yeah, very good points. Absolutely. And that wraps up our talk on tracking conversions. It's pretty broad spectrum stuff, but you really gives you a lot to think about as far as why you should track conversions, how you should be setting them up, and then how you should be attributing value to them. So if you're just setting up conversion actions, maybe go back and take a look inside of the conversion section in Google Ads and just look over the different actions and see if there's anything that might apply better to your business than what you have set up right now. And then once you have those set up, determine what a good set of KPIs is going to be for measuring those conversions and know that you should be attaching a value to it in order to really tell what your return on investment is. And that might not be something that you can set up in Google ads, but it is something that should be monitored. Yep. Uh, before we jump off, Andrew, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with this week? You know, I hope everybody really does take a look at all this stuff because it is very important to kind of set these things up uh, from a Google ads perspective. And also like Josh mentioned, um, you know, sometimes using tools like a CRM system outside of Google ads, because these are the things that are, are fundamentally showing the functionality of Google ads and how it provides value to a business. So if there's anything I would say, I, I want to leave the audience with it's, it's, um, you know, just like Josh mentioned, it's, it's kind of review everything. And if you have any questions, just feel free to reach out. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Pay-Per-Click Podcast. Remember to like, share, and subscribe wherever you're listening. And if you're getting a lot out of the show, leave us a five-star review too. We'll catch you on the next episode.